Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. On November 27, 2020. Thank God for your goodness. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you, God, for another day, an opportunity to be here. We pray everybody is doing fine and in good health. If you uh, celebrate Thanksgiving, hope you had a nice one, didn't eat too much. But now we want to go on for another episode of this. This segment is called The Mystery of the Faith. The Mystery of the Faith. Um, the whole gospel is a mystery in itself. Godliness is a mystery. Lawlessness is a mystery. The catching away of the church is a mystery. The understanding of Jesus being 100% man and 100% God on earth, that's a mystery. Yet, even though those may be head-scratching things, you know, you scratch your head, I don't get it, that kind of thing, followers of Christ still accept His love, His grace, and His mercy. And see, we'll just have to understand that there are some things that we'll never understand. Everything is not going to fall on our lap. All things, all questions are not going to be answered. There's some things that are too much for us to understand. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 16 and 17 from the NIV say this. When I, Solomon, applied my mind to know wisdom and to observe the labor that is done under on that is done on earth, people getting no sleep day or night. It's still that way now. People getting no sleep day or night. Then I saw all that God has done. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all their efforts to search it out, no one can discover its meaning. Even if the wise claim they know, they cannot really comprehend it. Oh, excuse me. I'll say that again. When I, Solomon, applied my mind to know wisdom, to understand the labor that is done on earth, people getting no sleep day or night. Then I saw all that God had done. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all their efforts to search it out, no one can discover its meaning. Even if the wise claim they know it, they cannot really comprehend it. You know, people say, oh, I got, I got to figure it out. I know what's going on. I know why we're on the earth. I know this. I know that. I know everything God is doing. No, you don't. I don't care how wild the person is. They can't really comprehend it. We get bits and pieces, but we'll never know everything God is doing in the sun. 
Now we believe that God used Paul as a conduit to bring us the mysteries that had been hidden through I don't know why we only we believe God used Paul as a conduit to bring us the mysteries God hidden for generations. Well that God hid for generations. Colossians 1 verse 26 from the NIV. The mystery that had been hidden for ages and generations, but now is disclosed to the lost people. See, the Old Testament, let me say it right, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. So there's mysteries in the Old Testament that when God saved Paul, he gave him a lot of the revelation and the mystery. He gave it to the other apostles too, to a certain extent. They put they passed the gospel along. But the mysteries under the under why the gospel came around was given to Paul. I believe that's why half of the New Testament was written by Paul. Because God gave him so much revelation. Listen, listen to Colossians chapter 1, 26 again. The mystery that has been hidden for ages and generations, but now is disclosed to the Lord's people. See, when the New Testament, well, not even the New Testament, but when Paul started preaching and teaching, which became the New Testament, it was time for that, that to be revealed to us. Here's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19 from the NIV. This is about Paul, too. He prayed, Pray for me, Paul said, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. And just like today, these preachers and these real preachers and pastors and leaders and teachers, they need to be prayed for. So that when they open their mouth and give the gospel out, it's the truth, the unadulterated truth. And stop being so afraid of the future. You say, well, nobody knows the future. Well, if God, give, if you're a real, real preacher, God, a real prophet, God will give you something. He doesn't give you everything, but he'll give you something to tell the people. But even though it was about Paul, <clears throat> our trust is in Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Now, Paul, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. So put your trust in Jesus, not in man. And I will go today. Don't put your trust in a preacher. Don't put your trust in any kind of pastor. Don't put your trust in a teacher. Don't put your trust in anybody but Jesus. Jesus is the one. I think Paul even said in 1 Corinthians, some of you say, oh, I'm a Paul, I'm a Paulus. No, you're supposed to be Jesus. Paul and Apollos were teachers of the word, preachers of the word. You listen to them, but you don't put your faith and hope in them. Now, godliness is a mystery. Here's 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 from the NIV. Beyond all question, 
the mystery from which true godliness springs is Jesus appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, and was taken up in glory. So that's the mystery of godliness. God appeared in the flesh as Jesus. He was vindicated by the Spirit. When he died on the cross, he stomped over every he stomped over everything the devil had. All the lies some people pulling him. One man said when Jesus died, truly this was truly this was the Son of God. You know, after he died, people start believing in. People who were down here making fun of him, some of them got the message. So he was vindicated by the Spirit. He was seen by angels because he came from heaven. So the angels saw him and saw him down here too. He was preached among the nations, obviously. And he was believed on in the world. People came to know him and believe in him and trust in him. And then he was taken up to glory. He did his job, he fulfilled his mission, and then he was taken back to glory. Where he came from. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse seven from the NIV. For the mystery of all now this is lawlessness now. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Now that, that, that's kind of a tough one. Because there's a lot packed in there. First let me say, lawlessness is a mystery in itself. These, uh, the riots, the lawlessness, the civil unrest that's going on right now is a mystery. But it all has to happen. People, people look on the surface and they say, well, this is why we're, we're protesting. This is why uh, we're against guns. This is why we're against this. This is why we're against that. But it's still a mystery. Because it has to happen in order for Jesus, excuse me, it has to happen in order for Jesus' kingdom to come. We have to go through this. All right, now getting back to the verse. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. We see that. We see that already even today. It was at work back then. It's at work now. Now only He, meaning God, who restrains, He's the one holding back the Antichrist. He's the one holding back the final seven years where the strict tribulation is. He's the one holding things together right now. He said He. Who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Uh, according, to, according to this version, uh, God is the one restraining, and he didn't do so until it's not God's time anymore. Once God is taken out of the way of the earth and the church gets picked up, then the Antichrist can go on his mission and do all this wild stuff. But he needs the power of God to be removed over in the work. Okay, see, this is about the entrance and the unveiling of the Antichrist. Because of God, who was because of God, who was currently restraining the Antichrist, 
because it's not time yet. We're still basically at peace in the in the country. In other words, there's no World War Three yet, you know, around the world. So we're still basically at peace. Yes, once God has picked the church and they're off the earth, the Antichrist can then work. He has seven years. Then it's a thousand year reign of Christ. And that's in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 6. Now, of course, it's controversial. You know, as to whether or not this Antichrist will function, the praying church still here on earth. God is the restrainer, and being that we as saints are not born to wrath, which is first Thessalonians 5 and 9, do we get to miss the, his, the Antichrist rule? And people argue that all the time. We gonna be here when the Antichrist is going crazy? Or we not gonna be here? I'm not going to that. Because I'm not here to talk about the Antichrist. We're talking about the mystery of the faith. Next one I said, was Jesus 100% man and 100% God? All right, Colossians chapter two, verse nine, in the New King James. For in him, me in Jesus, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So Jesus is 100% man, I'm saying God, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. So that's your 100% there. And then his bodily is your 100% there. Man. Now speaking of the mystery of the faith, I'll first want to throw it in there. Speaking of the mystery of the faith, those who are deacons indeed have an obligation to be committed to the mystery of the faith. And have a clear conscience, as it says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8 and 9 of the NLT. In the same way, me as a pastor or overseer, in the same way, deacons must be well respected and have integrity. They must be committed to the mystery of the faith now revealed and must live with a clear conscience. Yeah, so when you hear a police siren, you don't duck under the bed. Things like that. You gotta have a clear conscience. Knowing that you're in the will of God, you're doing all you know how. And you're not too sure of yourself. You're always praying, you're always reading the word, you're, you're so sure till you're not sure, I heard somebody say. You're so sure you're in the will of God till you're not sure. <laughs> you want to you wanna make sure everything is right. But you got to have a clear conscience. The job of a deacon is more than counting offering money and sweeping the front entrance of a church building. It's a spiritual job. Just like the Levites held a role subordinate to the priest in the temple, a deacon is under the pastor's leadership. Yet he has an important role in the body of Christ. That's First Timothy chapter three and thirteen. Oh, here it is here. First Timothy three thirteen for NLT. 
Those who do well as deacons will be rewarded with respect from others and will have increased confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. Okay, so it's a spiritual job, it's an important job. So they do do physical work, but in God's eyes, it's spiritual work. Therefore, to be willing to follow this mystery, it takes faith. The gospel is also known as the faith. It takes faith to believe in the faith. This life is too important to take for granted. This life we live down here on earth, don't take it for granted. You're here one minute, gone the next. Right? This is 2 Corinthians 13.5 in the New King James. Examine yourselves as to whether or not you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you know that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, you? unless indeed you are disqualified. Now, for disqualified, the King James says reprobates. Meaning somebody who can't feel nothing, who's beyond, who's beyond, God has helped you as much as He's going to help you. And, but you just insist on going the other way. So now you're a reprobate, you can't come back. Other versions say if it's disqualified, you failed the test. So let's go over that verse again. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. The New King James. <clears throat> Examine yourselves as to whether or not you're in the faith. So make sure you're born again. Make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. Test yourselves. Do you not know that Jesus Christ is in you? If you're born again, he's in you. Period. Unless, indeed, you are disqualified. Now, if you fail the test, disqualified, this means you have to go back to the altar. If you're a reprobate, you can't go back to the altar. You can, but that can be any good. So the bottom line is, you're not in the faith if you fail the test. Let's just leave it at that. I don't want to mess myself up by trying to explain it further and make it all mess up. <laughs> Alright, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 11 from the NLT. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. That was always the plan. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself, excuse me, bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has put out on us belong to his dear son. He is so rich, excuse me, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Mm. He has showered us. He has showered his kindness on us. 
along with all wisdom and understanding. That's not it. Goes on to say, God has now revealed us to his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. He chose it in advance and makes everything work out according to his plan. So you see what that says? Everything is going to work out according to his plan. So even though people fuss about every, you know, certain little things here and there, they're still part of a plan that's going to work out. So you have people talking about now, whatever it is, gun control, abortion, and any topic, you know, that's current events, all the murders that's going on, the drug use among teenagers and young people, uh, alcoholism, depression, suicide, all that stuff, all, it's all working together to form a certain plan because God is going to bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Excuse me. And if you're born again, you're united with Christ. So you're destined to go with Him, and you have an inheritance that you wait that you're waiting for. But know that I am. For He chose it in advance, and everything worked out according to His plan. I know some people don't want to believe in predestination. They don't want to believe because they say, "Well." If I'm going to heaven, I don't have to do what's right. I'm going anyhow. No, you just disqualified yourself by saying that you're going to do what's wrong. And God already knew that. So if you call yourself predestined, but you want to do what God said don't do, you're already disqualified. And God already knows you're not coming. So you can call yourself predestined if you want. <laughs> but uh, if you decide you're going to do wrong... Because you think you're predestined, or you're sadly mistaken if you commit sin and think that God's just gonna overlook it. So it's a mystery. Some people believe in predestination, some people don't. People say, Well, my it's my choice. I decided if I'm coming to Christ. But when you come to Christ, you already knew you were coming. So what difference does it mean? You think it was your decision. Well, after I'm gonna do it on Tuesday. I'll probably further explain that. <clears throat> now, on a different note, this is totally something totally different. On a different note, are we ignoring certain things? Because right now, it seems like the only things in the news is Biden, Trump, and COVID. Of course, COVID has to be followed. I'm not saying forget COVID. We got to follow that. But there's been more shootings, spikes in crime, and foreign activity going on too. But for the most part, we have to talk about that. That's like a side thing. Now, with so many eyes on the vaccine, and Trump's court findings, and interest in, and interest in Biden's cabinet choices, 
We've taken our eyes off of the further denigration of our land. It appears so many have stuck their fingers in their ears and refused to listen to anyone not on their side. What's left after that? When people would rather talk than listen, put a fork in us, we're done. I did a podcast called I Got Next. God has next, and I'd rather be on his good side than his anger side. Alright, just wanted to throw that in there too. Now back to the mystery of the faith. The whole plan of salvation is a mystery. Who can explain why God would do things this way? Remember what I just read in Ephesians? By his plan? Now, who would who could explain why he would do it this way? And all to bring us back to what the original plan was for us to live forever with him. That's what it was all about from the beginning. He wanted us to live with him. So, all through this history, he said, Why do we have to go through all this? Well, it's part of God's plan, just the way he wanted it to be. Nobody can figure God out, so don't even try. I just want to read this last part of Ephesians again. I think it's so interesting. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. He chose in advance. He makes everything work out according to his plan. So, even though 2020 has been a rough year, hold on, saints, and hold on, people. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. It's not over yet. Everything is going to work out according to his plan. We just hold the people on the right side of God's just justice when he deals it out. Because remember, in order for Jesus' kingdom to come, you know, we pray the Our Father prayer. Uh, let your will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And earth that is in heaven. Well, if we really mean that, in order for his kingdom to come, we have to go through these rough times. And the world has to be refurbished and has to be <clears throat> and it has to be restored. Sin has to be dealt with. The church has to be gone. So in other words, if we want to do good, we gotta go through bad first. So once again, hold on, don't give up. Give God your life if you haven't. Stay encouraged in Jesus' name. It's a mystery, but let God do what he has to do. God bless you.